On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between, this is Brewers Weekly. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Pauley. A good Thursday evening to you. Welcome in. It is time for Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. We're talking nothing but Milwaukee Brewers baseball for the next hour, taking you till 9 o'clock this evening. If you want to join the program, multiple ways to get connected. You can call or you can text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We can refer to this show tonight as the pitching edition of Brewers Weekly. Because to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know if we're going to talk about a thing other than Brewers pitching or corollary subjects to Brewers pitching. Yeah, I always, uh, as I put together this show on a weekly basis, and maybe it doesn't sound this way, but I... I try to get a bunch of different topics in there and go through a lot of things. Sometimes we talk about some things going on in the minor leagues. We just try to touch on a lot of different stuff so you can listen to this show and get kind of this well-rounded view of what's going on with the Brewers. But for this week, you know, we're on radio. If you work in music radio, uh, one of the things, especially if you're on like a top 40 station or if you're on a, uh, a country station that plays uh, really like the contemporary uh, country music, you're playing the hits. You've heard that term before, play the hits. Like research tells you that if you play the same songs over and over and over and they're the most popular songs out there, you're going to do pretty good in terms of uh, the ratings. So we're, we're playing the hits today. This is the sports radio version of playing the hits because we're going to be talking about pitching today and uh, just about nothing but pitching today because that's the big thing with the Brewers right now. That is, without a doubt, 100% the, the, the issue, the most talked about thing that exists right now with this Brewers team. Now, if you want to join us again, you can call or you can text into the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. That is 414-799-1620. You can call, you can text, you can also tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. All right, here's what we're going to touch on over the course of uh, between now and 9 o'clock. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to look at the pitching plan going forward. And a lot has changed in the last 24 hours. This has been kind of a really a volatile 24 hours when it comes to Brewers pitching. And it all started when a laceration on Chase Anderson's hand prior to yesterday's game just start, opened up some things that started flowing through. And before we knew it, uh, a lot of things had changed, and it, it, it caught a lot of people off guard. So what is the – and it continued today. And we'll run some of uh, Craig Council's postgame press conference from today because I think he answers some questions or maybe – Maybe he doesn't answer some questions, which his non-answers actually are answers. So we'll get into that coming up. Is there anybody in the system who this team needs to be bringing up right now to help? Is there someone just sitting at AAA ready to go that this team needs to be calling up? I don't think so, 
but there are some names that people are throwing out there. We'll go through some of those names coming up. Maybe I'll even I'll uh, I'll, I'll pivot on that. But we'll get uh, we'll get up to that. Whenever things go wrong, this is just kind of the this is the culture that we live in. And look, I'm not I'm not some I, I'm a big believer in there being you know consequences to actions. I'm not somebody who thinks that you can just go walk along and do whatever you want, and if you do something wrong, there, there's no punishment. But I do think as a culture, we're always looking to find the scapegoat. We're always trying to figure out who to blame, right? And there are things sometimes that are blameless. Uh, sometimes there are situations that nobody really could have seen coming, but all that be darned, we try to blame somebody. Find the blame. Who who can we fire? Who can we get rid of? Who can we send somewhere that's not here? Who? And people are always looking for the answer to who is responsible. All right. So is there any blame to be assigned for the way Brewers pitching is going right now? And uh, we'll also get into the, uh, the Keiko and Kimbrell stuff because it is looking more and more likely that... Neither of these guys are going to sign before June. And now there's some rumblings out there that these guys might be completely and perfectly okay just sitting out the season and trying again next year. So we got a lot to get to. We got a lot to get to between now and 9 o'clock. Want to join the program? You can do so. 414 799 1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Continuing on with you here on a Thursday evening, my name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join the program, you can do so, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. We call it the AnkyNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line because you can indeed talk to us by calling it or you can text us by texting in. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. All right, so I said, where do the Brewers go with their pitching moving forward? Sometimes to understand where something is going, you have to understand where it's been. So let's do kind of a rewind here. And let's let's get you up to date and let's look at the way things have kind of turned over recently. And I want to kind of start with Corbin Burns because the Brewers are an organization that keep things pretty close to the vest. They don't they don't yell loud proclamations about what their plans are very often. So when they do, you take notice of it. And they did just that last year. Corbin Burns was brought up from AAA. He was brought up to be used in the bullpen. And from the moment he walked into a major league clubhouse, it was very clear from all parties involved with the Brewers that the plan for Burns was to get his proverbial major league feet wet as a bullpen pitcher last year. But the moment the calendar turned into this year, he was going to be a starter. That 
the bullpen was not a legitimate long-term role for him. They were just using it to help out the bullpen a little bit and get him some major league experience, but he would go into the offseason, and then uh, after that he would uh, go into a situation where he would be able to um, be a starter. All right, so so that's where we, we get to this year then, and Burns makes the club out of spring training as a starter. Has some pretty good moments, has some not-so-good moments. The not-so-good moments start to outweigh the good moments, and he ends up going to AAA Colorado Springs. So that that gets us to yesterday. Chase Anderson has been in the starting rotation here recently. Anderson is set to start yesterday. All of a sudden, not even 20 minutes before the game is going to get started, we get word inside of uh, the the Miller Park press box that he's not going. And then just a moment later, we find out that there was a laceration on his hand and that he was going to be unable to pitch. So they end up going with Jacob uh, Jacob Barnes. Excuse me. Early on, we look out to the bullpen, and who do we see? We see Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is supposed to be with AAA San Antonio. None of us have any clue why he is even in Milwaukee, and we certainly don't know why he would be warming up in a game when he's not on the roster. A few moments later, we find out that when Chase Anderson got injured, that they put him on the injured list, and Corbin Burns was in Milwaukee, so they activated him. And then we learn after that that the plan was to activate him what was today. So yesterday, they used the term tomorrow. He was going to be activated today. And after the game last night, we learned that he's going to come back and be a bullpen guy. And the explanation for that is when they signed Gio Gonzalez, that kind of changed things. So they no longer, uh, he was somebody, at least for the time being, fit better into the bullpen. All right, so that gets us really up to today. Freddie Peralta comes off the injured list today, and he really struggles. He was not very good. Uh... Craig Council did tell you and would tell you that it was a little bit different. His misses were, he wasn't all over the place. He wasn't ridiculously wild, but you know his, he was still missing. He was still walking, guys. He still wasn't throwing strikes, and he gave up a lot of runs in the game. And overall, Brewers pitching right now, especially from us, really just Brewers pitching right now, leaves a little something to be desired. And Council admits as much that, Pitching has to be better on this team. We have to be better to, to put together consistent wins. We, we can't dig ourselves holes like this. You know, one step forward, one step back. Otherwise, that's what it's going to be. So he admits pitching has to be better. Well, Freddie Peralta was not especially good today. So does Freddie Peralta get another start? We're going to have to have a conversation about that. Yeah. Translation? Probably not, at least not the next time through the order. I don't know what they'll do with him, if they'll option him to AAA. I don't think he fits in the bullpen, but at this point, I'm not totally sure what they'll do with anything. But Peralta, it, when you hear that from Craig Council, uh, that probably uh, that, that says that, okay, this is a guy who's not going to, in all likelihood, be starting anymore. So Corbin Burns, who again, 
36 hours ago, we would tell you that he's never going to be a bullpen guy at any point this year, that when he's brought back up, he's going to be brought back as a starter. Then he ends up being brought back as a bullpen guy. Could he potentially now go back into the rotation? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, I mean, we obviously we have options, but um, you know, we'll have to discuss that as we go here. So maybe. The answer there is maybe. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. So where does this team go forward? I And I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of predicting what's going to happen. Chase Anderson's on the injured list. He's not going to pitch for now the next nine days. And uh, Tom Hodricourt from the Journal Sentinel tweeted out earlier today, and it's noteworthy. So a lot of times you think about somebody goes on the injured list, it's retroactive to when they last played. By rule of baseball, you can only be placed on the injured list retroactive to when the injury actually happened. So when Chase goes on the injured list yesterday, they can't retroactive it back to his last time that he played it's it's retroactive to yesterday. It's not retroactive would be the better way to say that because it dates back to when the injury occurred. So Chase Anderson is down for the next uh, 10 days. And Freddie Peralta doesn't seem like, in all likelihood, is going to get, a, get another start right away. Does Corbin Burns move back in? I think that the problem I have with that and... The reason I was quite honestly surprised that Burns was called back up yesterday is because he went to AAA, but he didn't fix his issues. Now, he didn't give up any... He may not have given up a single earned run. He had a great ERA. But he didn't go to AAA to fix his ERA, even though it's not good. He went to fix the issue with throwing too many pitches he went to AAA to fix uh, not throwing strikes, and those issues were still existent in his AAA outings, and they, they didn't get fixed. And then he's back at the big league level. So really, right now, unfortunately, if, if everything else is going well, if, if Corbin Burns would have been sent, sent down and bullpen guys would have stepped up and the rotation would have been doing a pretty nice job, I have no doubt in my mind that they would have left Burns at AAA a little while longer. But there is a necessity right now at the Major League level to have arms that can get you outs. And they feel like Corbin Burns is one of those guys who can collect outs and maybe it's out of the bullpen and not in a starting spot. And that's where it is right now. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I've been covering this team on an everyday basis now for, for about four years. And just in terms of all the moving parts and all the uncertainty about things that are going on, it's hard for me to remember uh, a situation like they're in right now. As there's been some dominoes that have fallen. Clearly, Corey Knable's injury uh, did not help this team. Jeremy Jeffress uh, getting injured in spring training or dealing with an injury or weakness in spring training and just kind of the way it's been a trickle-down effect with the bullpen into the starting rotation. Look, we knew. We knew there was going to be – it was going to be a bit of a roller coaster this year when they went with Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff uh, in the rotation. But the – the narrative coming out of spring training was these guys have earned an opportunity to finally get their chance to be everyday starters. Uh, and young starters take a little while to develop. And this is a team that has really high expectations right now, and they're not performing at a level that people want them to perform at. And that's why everything's in flux. And I just I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this team going forward. So where is the blame to be placed? 
I'll tell you what, there's, there's a lot of people who won't blame the pitching coach. I think that's as short-sighted of a view as you can possibly have. I'm not saying it's not Chris Hook's fault, the pitching coach. I'm saying none of us have the information. In fact, I'm going to put this challenge out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back because I'm getting about 9 million text messages right now from people who want to blame the pitching coach. Greg back at the station. Greg, I want to take callers uh, who want to blame the pitching coach, but here's the caveat. They have to tell me what Chris Hook is not doing that Derek Johnson did do. If you can't answer that question, if you can't sit here and say, Chris Hook is doing is not doing this and Derek Johnson did do this, hang up right now. I don't want to hear from you because you're not saying anything. You're, you're basing something just off results. And it's not fair to do that because it's a different pitching staff and it's different guys. If you can sit here and tell me what Chris Hook is doing or not doing that Derek Johnson didn't, 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line. We'll whip you right to the front of the line. But if you can't tell me exactly what the problem is, if you just look at the results and just say, oh, it's a new pitching coach, so it's got to be his fault, hang up now. I'm not taking your phone call. We're back with more Brewers Weekly in just a moment on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage talk and text line. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I put a challenge out there because I'm getting text message after text message after text message from people saying, it's the pitching coach, fire the pitching coach, it's the pitching coach's fault, bring back Derek Johnson. But nobody's telling me why. Nobody's telling me how. And again, if you want to, if you want to explain to me, if you want to give me something that I'm not seeing, an exact example of something that either is or is not happening, that was or was not happening when Derek Johnson was around, we'll we'll scoot you to the front of the line on the phone calls. We'll get you on right away. We don't have enough. Let's, here's the here's the truth of the matter. We don't have enough information right now to know the impact that uh, Chris Hook and, and the other coaches that have been brought on are having on this team. Maybe Chris Hook is a problem. Maybe he is better suited as a minor league pitching coordinator. I don't think that to be true, but there's nothing out there to say that it's 100% not true. But what, what is true is we don't know. There is not enough, con- just not enough information, data, time to know. Now, if we could hop in a DeLorean and go back to the start of last season and remove Derek Johnson and put in Hook and play out last season with a different pitching coach, well, then th- then we would have information. Then we would be able to compare the two things. So. I'm not sitting here defending Hook, but I'm also not going to throw him under the bus. And I think people who are throwing him under the bus at this point are are being really short-sighted about it because we just don't know. There's not enough data out there to know the kind of impact that he's having on this club right now. And I told this story last night on Brewers Extra Earnings, but I'm sure there's lots of people listening right now who weren't tuned in last night. So, So I'll share this story again. 
I got here four years ago, about this time. I didn't start right at the beginning of the season. Uh, I got here around this time four years ago. It was Derek Johnson's first season. And I took phone calls. I took text messages. I took tweets. I took everything from Brewers fans saying, Derek Johnson is a horrible pitching coach. Why would Council ever hire this guy? He's nothing more than a college coach. This guy's horrible. Everything that's being said right now about Chris Hook was being said about Derek Johnson four years ago. Derek Johnson worked out okay. He did. He worked out pretty good. And maybe Chris Hook is going to uh, uh, work out pretty good as well. Let's go to Jason in Delafield. Hey, Jason, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good. So, um, I was telling your screener, you know, you put certain people in certain places, uh, own a business, and you expect them to give you the right information. And he he went through spring training. He took a job. You know he looked at tape at last season, who played for them, who didn't, what they did. So how can you not, not look at him and say, what are you doing wrong when you've been here from day one now from spring training? There's, so are you – there's not enough – you're still early on in the season. I mean, there's it's still a very small sample size. The small sample size, I, I, I don't disagree with you at, at all. However, he's got data from what was done prior to him. A lot of times when you, you take on a position, the first thing you don't do is just wipe the slate clean and go, like, this is what I'm going to do. You took a lot of guys last year that got you to the postseason and just said, you know what, we're going to go with these young guys that are really unproven. So he took a chance on some unproven what to make a name. So how is that Chris Hook's fault? How is that his fault? How does he have any role in the roster? I don't think they went to Chris Hook and said, "Hey, should we bring back Wade Miley?" That's on David Stearns. That's on that's on management. That has nothing to do with the pitching coach. You don't think David? You you don't think he was in the meetings and said, "Hey, this is what I see out of this guy." I think he had very little impact on decisions made on free agency and things like that. I think uh, I'm not saying he wasn't in the meetings. I'm not saying he didn't have a voice, but I would say I would not think that the voice would be that loud. Then why would they bring him on? I don't think Derek Johnson had that voice either. He's a pitching coach. He's not the general manager. Does the general manager go into the uh, dugout in the seventh inning and tell Craig Council, hey, you need to pinch hit this guy right now? No, it's not his job. Everybody has their jobs. It's not the pitching coach's job to construct the roster. So the pitching coach's job is just what? To just make sure their arms are loose? It's to coach the guys on the roster. Well, No, but I'm asking a question. So is it just about... Just getting their arms loose and making sure they're good to go. I mean, come on. No, there's more than it's that. Tough. I mean, there's exactly. there's a lot of exactly. especially so, with baseball today. Let's let's have a conversation. Yeah, in baseball no, today, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of scouting reports. Obviously, there's mechanics that's a part of. It. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into being a pitching coach. It has nothing thank to do you. with warming you, a guy up. No, so thank you. You hit my point. So he knew this going into becoming a to, to putting his name in the hat to become this coach, correct? Sure. I mean, he's been in the organization for a long time. He knows these guys. He's been working in the minor league organization for a really long time. Right. So he knows what was there. So he he stepped up the place and said, hey, I want to put my hat in the ring, and I'm going to give you guys a lot of different ideas, advice. I'm not saying, to your point, he's not going to be a David Stern and be like, oh, yeah, this is who you're going to take, and this is why. He's going to say, this is what I think. 
And David Stern, as, as who he is, he's going to be like, you know what? I, I, I value your opinion. No different than, than people above you. Like, you know, I, I agree. Let's talk about this, and here's why. Because I value your opinion. So his opinion does matter. So if, if right now we're looking at a team that, listen, I mean, we put up six runs today, my goodness, or seven, six, whatever it was, you should win. There should be no reason you don't win with that, that kind of offense, period. So Zach Davies is a lot better this year than last year. Is that, uh, do you give credit to Chris Hook for that? Uh, he's healthy. He wasn't healthy last year. Okay, so when somebody's doing better, we'll find another reason. But when somebody, what Jeremy Jeffress is not doing as well, is that Chris Hook's fault? What did Jeremy Jeffress do on the uh, off season? We don't know. Why? What? He went into the postseason, right? He he struggled at the end of the postseason, as everyone knows. He went. To How about Matt Albers? Matt Albers is doing a hell whole heck of a lot better now than he did last year. But we're talking Jeffress now. Let's so let's go back to him. He, he was struggling towards the very end of postseason. He comes into spring training. I was down there in Arizona. He was, he was what happened? What, what, what did he do in the offseason that he was injured right away in the beginning of the season? Hey, we're talking about Chris Hook right now and the impact of a pitching coach. Well, I know, but then you also you wanted to go to El- Elberts. So you're, you're jumping around as well as I am. Yeah, I'm talking about right. ever. Okay, we okay, so appreciate the phone it. call. Let's get back on it, right? Okay. No, we, I got to move on. I appreciate the phone call. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The point I was trying to make is we can go up. Here are the pitchers on the roster right now: Matt Albers, Corbin Burns, Jalee Chassin, Alex Claudio, Zach Davies, Gio Gonzalez, Junior Garrett, Josh Hader, Jay Jackson, Jeremy Jeffress, Freddie Peralta, Taylor Williams, Brandon Woodruff. Do we want to go look at every single guy from last year and every single guy this year and say, well, this guy's doing better than last year. Why? This guy's not doing as well as last year. Why? This guy wasn't even here last year. Why? That's that. No, we're not doing that. We're just not doing that. But we are back with more in a moment on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Continuing on with the program, a spirited edition of Brewers Weekly this week here on WTMJ. This is fun. This is fun. We all have our opinions, and we can all bring them to the table. Jim text into the program, a common problem among struggling Brewers pitchers is leaving too many pitches over the middle of the plate. Jackson and Burns are sacrificing accuracy for speed, so it's a matter of control. A good coach can help that with uh, body mechanics to uh, fix that. Good text message and, and a good thought. And what's going on with Corbin Burns is really odd to me. I had a lot of faith and confidence that he was going to be pretty good this year, and he just hasn't been. And I, I have a hard time saying why he has or why he hasn't been. But, yeah, there's been there's been a few too many meatballs. And to Jim's point, that's a good text message. And you do want pitching coaches to be able to go in there and address those problems. And I promise you, those problems are being addressed. Now the question is... Um, how long does it take for that to, to for that impact to be felt on the team? Let's go to uh, Mike in Racine, who's been holding very patiently. Hey, Mike, you're on WTMJ. Hey, thanks for t- taking my call. I appreciate it. You bet. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the in the screening, I think that the, the the blame, if you will, the responsibility has to rest on Starnes and our owner. Um, last year. We, Wade Miley was a diamond in the rough, and all these guys that are now starters were a decent 
a couple three inning, you know, middle relief guys, but we didn't replace uh, Miley's arm. We lost uh, Corey Knebel and Jeffress, and we haven't done anything to strengthen the bullpen. And now we're asking these guys to step up, and we're replacing them with guys who are marginal. I mean, it's not; it's just the way it is. We so I think it goes back to the ownership saying, "Oh, well, we can make it with these guys," and not really understanding that you have to have brilliant starting pitching to win pennants. We were one game away from the World Series last year, and if anybody remembers, you know, the Brewers of the 80s, if they're that old, they had good pitching. And so it's it's going to be starting pitching that's going to do this for them. Mike, it's an interesting point you bring up, and let me throw this kind of at you. First off, I do think they have, uh, they across baseball, they've probably overvalued their pitching over the last couple of years, and what I mean by that is they have valued their pitching maybe more than, uh, you know, they had a hard time trading pitching because they thought more of their pitching than other organizations did. Now, over the last couple of years, they were generally right, and other organizations would have been wrong. This year, it seems like they they over-expected what they would get from those three young guys. But again, we're just a month into the season. It's a conversation to be having later on in the year as well. Right. But the Brewers have a payroll of over $127 million. They have pushed the payroll further than they have they have ever pushed it. I understand your point of maybe they are, they didn't allocate the money in the right place and they didn't they don't have enough starting pitching. But if we're going to be critical of ownership for I don't know if ownership is the right place to go on this because this payroll has been pushed out pretty far and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. I would you know I'd agree and yet I, I would agree. And yet on the other hand I think that Milwaukee fans uh, we will go to a, and support a team. That puts the best, uh, that puts their best, their best foot forward, you know. But if you're asking, if you're asking Milwaukee fans to come out three, three million plus to to support a team that's going to be, you know, losing by six runs because the bullpen can't hold it or the starting pitcher gives up five runs in an inning, people are going to give up. They're not going to come. And so, my suggestion would be, uh, please listen to us, uh, Mr. Anastasio. You know, put out a little more money, and we'll be there. We'll 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 buy the products. We'll we'll get all the stuff that we need to. We'll support you if you make sure that we are not another game shy of a World Series. I appreciate the phone call, and let's not uh, being one game shy of the World Series is a really good year. Sometimes I think people forget that 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 doesn't mean you be content. That doesn't mean that uh, you you're you're comfortable with that, and that's you know your goal is to get to the NLCS, and your goal isn't to get any further than that. But the the, the two are not mutually exclusive. Last year was a fantastic year for the Brewers, and you know what? If they make it to the NLCS again this year and don't make it to the World Series, it's going to be another fantastic year. If they make it to the postseason, it's tough to get to the postseason in baseball. And then anything can happen once you do uh, get into the postseason. And uh, where I would disagree with you, Mike, yeah, Brewers, Brewers fans are fantastic. They're great. And they're going to come out and they're going to continue to support this team. And because the Brewers are in a smaller market, Ticket revenue means more to the Brewers than it means, you know, if you're in a New York or Chicago and L.A., your TV contracts are so huge that that's where money's coming from. Not that you're not making TV money and you're not getting national TV money if you're the Brewers, but the the attendance money means more in Milwaukee than it does in other markets. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. 
a pitching edition of Brewers Weekly. That's all we've been talking about all show long. There's a lot of uh, consternation about the current situation with Brewers pitching. Let me remind you of this as well. It's May 2nd. Uh, the Brewers are a game above 500 at 17 and 16. They're fine. Like I've always been a believer that be around 500 on June 1st and take off from there, and you're in you're in pretty good shape. And more often than not, that's true. It's not always true. Sometimes you're at 500 on June 1st, and some team in your division is just having a ridiculous season, and you've got too uh, big of a mountain to climb. But generally, uh, that formula works. Let's go to a uh, Mike who's in Illinois. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, this is Mike Illinois. Yeah, I have to give. Uh... Stearns kudos last year and Stearns kudos this year for bringing in the bats again. Like Moose was a great pickup, but also you can't apologize to the guy for the, his pitching uh, who he brought in and he put too much faith in these three pitchers. Uh, Corbin has been terrible. Freddie is great, but he's young, and Brennan has basically been average and too much faith, not enough experience. You look at the Cubs and, and the Cardinals were above us, and they have they got great staffs, great starting staffs. It's just, it's going to be difficult. And uh, last year, look at the game like last night, not today. They had a 43 lead. Last year, they put in Hader, maybe uh, uh, Jeffries and Knable, and the game's done, right? It was a 16 game. But now right. it's like, it's an arson squad. And it's, yep. I, I don't know what the answer is, but it's all about the pitching. Pitching wins Pennants and World Series. And for me, this is going to be a tough year. And I, I'm, I'm being positive, and I'm in Chicago, but not looking good. That's all I'm saying. But, Stern should have looked at the pitching harder, and Council, as a manager, should have said, mm, these guys are overrated, maybe. And three guys, what do you think? Yeah, Mike, I appreciate the call. And I think, here's the thing. Pitching is really expensive, especially high-level pitching is really expensive. So the Brewers, with the way they approached the offseason with Yasmani Grandal and bringing back Mike Moustakis, they said, let's go young in the pitching and see if we can just bash the heck out of our opponents. Now, there's been some inconsistencies in the lineup, but the bottom line is, for the Brewers to be successful, they're going to have to develop pitching. Which means a Corbin Burns, a Brandon Woodruff, and a Freddie Peralta have to get to a point where they are very good members of the starting rotation. And there's going to be learning curves, and there's going to be bumps in the road when you're developing young pitchers. But you can't go spend all this money. They just, they, it's going to be really, really tough. I'm not, I'm not going to say you can't. But I'm going to say it's going to be very, very difficult to be able to go spend that money on starting pitching. To get high-level starting pitching, I think that's something that this team needs to develop more often than not. And then they can go spend some money on 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 bats because bats are just a little bit cheaper. You can find some, some value bats and you don't really generally find value pitching. All right, I have time for one more phone call before we break. I've only got about a minute here. Mark is in Fond du Lac. Mark, I hate to cut you short, but I have less than a minute for you. You're on WTMJ. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, to criticize, I guess I thought they should have brought Miley back. It would have been a nice fallback and safety net for the young guys. But as far as criticizing ownership, uh, here's my theory. I'd like, to drive, I'd like to ride to work every day in a Mercedes, so if you buy one and pick me up, I'll give you a little gas money. That's fans complaining about payroll with that Nacio. Go, uh, follow the Marlins or the Devil Rays for a couple of years and see what it's like to have an owner that doesn't want to spend money. Uh, fans got to appreciate what they have. Thanks, Matt. 
Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Good phone call. Brewers are 15th in the league in payroll, and they're in the smallest media market. They've they've stretched the payroll further than they ever have, and if they need to stretch it a little bit more to make a trade happen later on in the season, they're going to stretch it more. If Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell all of a sudden are willing to take a one-year deal and the money makes sense, they're going to stretch the payroll for those guys. Uh, they're willing to stretch that payroll. Mark Atanasio deserves a ton of credit for it. One more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the program. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. W277-CV and WTMJ Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Brewers open up a series uh, against the Mets coming up tomorrow. They're in the middle of a, a long homestand right now and a chance to try to make some hay at home. They split the four-game series against the Rockies. Now they're going to have three against the Mets, three against the Nationals, some very winnable games coming up. So we'll we'll be talking in a week, and we'll see where this team uh, looks to be in a week or so. I, I want to finish off the show on a positive note. I'm a positive guy. At least I try to be uh, a positive guy. And, and this show took a little bit of a negative ring to it and look when when your team era is what the brewers team era is and i make the decision that we're not going to do anything but talk about pitching clearly there's going to be a, a negative tone to it but the brewers are to me they're still one of the two best teams in the nl central i think the brewers and the cardinals are better than the cubs pirates and reds i don't care that the cubs are two and a half uh, out of first place of the cardinals and the brewers are four games back of st louis and a uh, game and a half back of the cubs brewers have played the toughest schedule in major league baseball this year by far and they've they're above 500 i know the the standard can't be just being a 500 team, but they've played the toughest schedule in Major League Baseball. They're above 500. There's a lot more reasons to be excited about this club than there are to be negative about this club. I'm not telling you to ignore what's going on with the pitching. I'm not saying put a blindfold on and just pretend it's not happening, but I am saying you can still enjoy what's going on. You can still look at a team that's a game above 500 and is certainly a fun, entertaining team to watch on an everyday basis. Was a spirited show. Thanks to everybody who called, texted, tweeted. We'll talk to you again. It's been Brewers Weekly on WTMJ.